Thanks for joining the Golf Underground. Now, the Golf Underground is made possible by Mariner Wealth, helping you navigate your financial future. Star Companies KC. Experience a more energy-efficient and comfortable home with Star's Insulation Services. Cowell Insurance, providing brokerage and risk management services for over 25 years. Sano Orthopedics, care plans backed by research and clinical results, tailored perfectly to individuals' needs. Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia, where you'll score a double eagle on your next car or truck. Sheridan's Unforked, eating good and feeling good. Lewisburg Ford, nobody sells more F-150s than Lewisburg Ford. And Celebrity Greens, put a custom PGA caliber putting green in your backyard for the ultimate golf experience. Now, on to the program. ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground with Kevin Ward and Brian Sullivan. Hey, welcome to Golf Underground, ESPN Radio, back in the stable here. Uh, we have a very special guest, and we'll, we'll introduce him formally here in a second. But um, our man, Wardo, George, and, and should I say, yeah, George, say hi to the camera. Hi. Yeah, and so it's, um, George, uh, we, we got to start the interview talking about your big trip. You went to Vegas. You had a dad's trip. It was big, great. Big weekend. And so I, I, we got to tell the listener, what does a George Brett do with his sons when they're in <laughs> Vegas? Because that would make me curious. Well, the last time I was in Vegas with all my kids, I think Robin was five, Dylan was six, and Jackson was seven. Jackson's been back numerous times. The other two haven't been back. So they were kind of reminiscing on the flight down there from Phoenix. Oh, God, I remember we were at the Mandalay Bay, Day, uh, Mandalay Bay Dad, and, and you and Papa Herky were gambling, and we walked by, and then they told us we were too young, you had to get off. Well, they're not too young now. But we got in Friday. We had dinner at Prime Restaurant at the Bellagio. Unbelievable meal. Fancy, yeah. uh, gambled a little bit. Uh, we all did pretty good except Robin. And the next morning, we got up, played a little golf at Shadow Creek, and uh, Jackson beat me. First time he's ever what? beat me in golf. What's his handicap? Nine, seven, or something. But he hits it. He hits it a hundred yards by me. Oh, really? He's in Chase and Wardo's territory. It just yeah. ungodly. He texts me that night. <laughs> yeah. He texts me that night, letting me know that he beat, took down his his dad for the first time. Yeah. Dylan struggled. Robin played pretty good. Next day, we get up in the morning. We go to the hockey game that night, which was a great experience. If yeah. you've never been to a Golden yeah. Knight game, you got to go. Um, and next day, we get up and play golf again and then go to the Chiefs game. And uh, just a had a blast. Just had so much fun with him. So, so the way Jackson felt in beating you was probably... Well, he, he said, Dad, I got good news and bad news. What? And I said, what's that? And he said, I beat you for the first time. That's the good news. The yeah. bad news is you lost for the first time. You know, you know, but well, since you've been... But I kicked his ass the next day. Kicked his ass. <laughs> Who's counting? <laughs> well, over the last year, he's been pretty diligent working with Charlie on his game. Yeah. So maybe, no, you know, you've been, you've been slacking a little bit. in two holes in a row. The last hole at Shadow Creek's a par five. I hit driver five wood, hooked it a little bit, hit a tree and went out of bounds. He hit driver nine iron over the green. That's how far nice. he's hit that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that he deserved to beat me that, that day. That euphoria. Really <laughs> that's the same type of euphoria you felt the first time you beat Kevin Ward. Yeah, the first time, first and right. only. So, so first and only. Right. Timing so was good. I'm wasn't one it? in twenty against him, or one in fifty right. against him, and I'm one in fifty against Seabass. Right. So maybe that'll happen with Jackson. <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. Kick his ass from this point on. I'm going to get you, him. Don't be weak. We are going now. down to Arizona. Uh, I think it's the tenth or the eleventh. I'm not sure the day of the tournament. It's the day is. of the big day at Indian. Yeah, but ah, we have a father son right. tournament at Whisper Rock. Right. 
and and uh, we were going to go last year, but COVID was there, and uh, I don't even think they had it. But uh, I promised them I'd take them this year. That boy, well, that'd be nice. It'd be like Tiger taking his kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you going to put pressure on him? Are you going to nag no. him a little bit? Are you going to no, let him have well, some well, fun? Well, if he plays shitty, I will. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you, you got a little do... tolerance for suckiness. No. Okay. You're going to do no drinking for him, especially. Well, he early doesn't in drink week? anyways. That's true. <clears throat> oh God, that's easy. You know, I tried that. They have. This they week. have. <clears throat> they have an event there. A dinner. It's the only time all year at Whisper Rock, you got to wear dinner uh, sport coat. Is your dad? Or the father son. Well, father son, you got to wear sport coat to dinner. And the good thing about Jackson, you know, going a year without drinking, and he he did say something interesting. He said, "I might go the rest of my life without drinking." That's how good he feels. Yeah. Hey, and, George. Uh, but I got a designated driver to get me home. George, you don't drink. Rock, yeah, I like that driver. George doesn't drink anymore. I don't drink any less either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I feel for Jackson because um, I played on Tuesday. You know, I get mm-hmm. the late last minute call up. Went out and played with some fellas, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to booze it. It's a Tuesday. Who boozes? What? Only drunks drink on a Tuesday, for Christ's sakes. I got a double bogey, par, double bogey. So said, give me a, give me a bogey, cocktail. double bogey, and I still did not grab the white claw. Ended up shooting a 94. Good going. Got Good cocked as shit when I was done with that. So I will <laughs> never, Jackson. That I know you're a great listener of the program. I envy you. I don't know how you do it. I just don't like golf enough to play sober. Yeah, well. Cuts into your... <laughs> Neither does the guy sitting to my left. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, why don't we introduce the guy sitting to your left? Um, you know, I walked into the stable today. I, I, I saw this tall, handsome fella rummaging around in your office. I thought it was you because, you know, you're, all your golfers are shaped alike. You're not short and dumpy. <laughs> and... Um, and I, I said, there's, there's Chase Hanna, one of Kansas City's new rock stars for crying out loud. And, you know, I was a little nervous, didn't know if I should, you know, go up. And he, you know, he reached out. And Hug him. He said, nice, nice to meet you for the first time. I said, oh, son of a bitch, Chase, we've met like three times. And, <laughs> and, you know, so he was embarrassed. It was one of those awkward moments where, you, you know, you were supposed to meet someone. It happens to me, you know. And, um, and so um, it's, it's good to have him. I met him at the Blue Hills at, uh, during the Corn Ferry Tour two years ago. And you were, you know, you were the you were the stud. And so, what's it like to be the next Harry Higgs for Christ's sakes? Well, I guess you make uh, bogeys when you meet people that you should already know. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. So, so uh, Chase Hannah, one of Kansas City's guys, he just um, just um, um, you got on the the uh, European tour. But but take us back, you're Kansas City boy. What what what, uh, what club here locally did you go uh, play at? Uh, so neither of my parents play. Uh, my mom's dad got me started in golf when I was really little. Um, he lives in Carthage, Illinois, and um, still keep still keep up with him a lot. And um, you know he's not able to watch me watch me play as much, but he got me into golf. And then my parents were super supportive and started out playing with some buddies out at Overland Park on the par three course oh, nice. and whatnot. When I was really young, and then when I was I think maybe sixth fifth something like that we, we joined Meadowbrook and that's really where I uh, developed the love of the game and had a great crew out there um Connor Kanabi played at K-State played with him all the time and then we had a lot of other juniors so I mean I was out there all day um you know all day in the summer and that was a great place really where I could you know work on my game and and you know just play it play a ton and it's really close to home so that, that made it easier I like it. All right, so you just recently secured your European card. Talk through what life's been like since, obviously, 
had a great career at Kansas, but you secured your card and talked through life um, on the Challenge Tour and give the listener kind of an insight of what the Challenge Tour is like. Yeah, so I got status in 19. Um, so in the fall of 19, it was the first year we were able to play both key schools. Um, for whatever reason, the powers that be in golf, we weren't allowed or we weren't able to play both Europe Q school and Corn Ferry Q school. The dates would always conflict. Um, so they made a scheduling error or something. We were able to play in both. So I played played well over in Europe, didn't play as well um, here in the States. So it was an easy choice to go over to Europe. And then obviously COVID happened. So 2020, um, unless you were on a major tour, was pretty much a lost a lost year for developmental guys like like me. Um, who weren't all, all, who weren't already on a major tour, so you know this year was obviously a big year for me, not really having anything of substance to play in 2020. Um, so I played seven events in a row, week off, seven events in a row, week off, seven events in a row. So I played 21 events in 23 weeks. Wow, which <laughs> nice. is he's like Abby um, Barnrat. He is like Abby Barnrat. <laughs> yeah, can't say can't say I will ever do that again, or certainly ever had. Um, but yeah, it was a grind this year, and you kind of had to do it because there's no most of the Challenge Tour events. There are a few that are bigger than others, um, in terms of points and money, but most of them are the same. So if you take a week off, you know you're you're missing a chance, you know, to have a top ten and you know move up the rankings right. because you know as we saw just two weeks ago, you know the difference between getting your card and not is it's very slim. So can't say I regret you know playing 21 events in 23 weeks, but it was certainly a grind and. Um, so yeah. you played all over Europe? All over Europe. We started in South Africa with three events. Hey, stop right there. What happened okay. in South Africa? Uh, I went, I don't know. Who was, who was on your go? back? That's why I'm bringing yeah, it up. Michael Our caddy slash producer slash, I mean, the <laughs> jack of all trades. He's got a lesson in 10 minutes. Sinks. Was the flight good? The flight coming back was longer, but it felt shorter. Hey. All right, would you have... So his first event caddying was literally in the bush in South Africa. So I think he was like, what did I get myself into? Um, in the middle of nowhere, I, you know, we made the cut, and that was about it. Then we missed the cut in Cape Town, and then we had a great week. Um, tied for third in uh, probably the second or third biggest event on the Challenge Tour season. So that was big, is having a big finish. Um, so on, on that tour, you came in third. What was the payday on something like that? Do you remember? Yeah, it was probably, probably just, to the penny, don't just, you? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just under 20,000 euro. So we'll call it 18, 19, something like that. Um, and so when every other event is 200,000 euro, you know, the only person making more than 18,000 is the winner that week, or maybe second place, probably second. But so that was a big event just to kind of move me up the leader or, you know, the money list for the year uh, and give me a little cushion. Um, as well as just kind of give me some confidence. So you finished third. How many shots out of the lead? Two, I believe. I think we missed the playoff by oh. two. So. so the difference between 200,000? 200 200, no, sorry. Right? The overall purse for each event overall. is okay. 200,000. Because I saw some of the events you, you were performing really well in. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, he had to do $4,200. I'm like, yeah. holy crap. I would have thought you'd be banking some cash, but I think that's the lesson, right? Uh, you know, people think the PGA Tour, it's, it's, it's like baseball. It's hard to get there. Minor leagues, you don't make shit, right? It's the same gig. Yeah, you got to log hours. It's the same to, thing with baseball. Like, if you're, there's no, there's not much middle class in baseball, and the same thing goes with golf. Um, you're either, you know, you're either at the majors on a major tour, or you're fighting and clawing to get there. So, pretty, pretty much if you make any 
any decent money on a corn ferry tour or a challenge tour, you're off at the next year. Um, so, so what advice would you give to the mini tour guy that's grinding it out here in the States, chasing Mondays, et cetera? What do you feel like you've experienced um, with the travel and kind of all over the globe now? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is you have to – you have to find a tour that you can play on. Um, and there's only so many spots over here on the Corn Ferry and the PGA Tour. It's just like guys who play in the NBA who go over to Europe or or, or try to play in the NBA. Um, that's the biggest thing of advice. I would just tell them to try to find a tour. And obviously that's a lot easier said than done. Um, but I think a lot of guys are hesitant to go overseas. I've now played overseas for, if you don't count, 2020 as a year. I've For my three years as a pro, I've played overseas for all of them. Um, and I mean, I didn't study abroad, so I guess that's this is my study right. abroad. <laughs> right. Why do you think folks are reluctant to do it? Because I think that would be fun as hell. Yeah. Were you playing? Wouldn't that be some of the cities you could right. play in? Yeah. I mean, I've he was telling me Mallorca, you know, and all over. Tell tell us some of the cities. Well, in South Africa, those that was Cape Town's beautiful. I've been there. Yeah, Cape Town's gorgeous. Um, you know, Europe is Europe. It's Obviously, a lot of Americans have been there, but my favorite was was South America, Central America. I still remember to this day Costa Rica. Um, we were jet skiing on like Monday or Tuesday. That's probably why I had a bad week. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we were just like, "This is the most unbelievable place we've ever been." Um, that was the and the Latin America tour is kind of like a fraternity traveling on the road because it's a bunch of you'll get the occasional journeyman, but it's usually the guys who just graduated college or in the last right. five years. Um, so that's that was a lot of fun. That's got to be a and blast. The year I played was with Harry. We roomed together probably the first half of the year. Um, Curtis Yonke was there, so we had we had a good group. So that was a lot of fun. And then you know Europe is is obviously a lot different than Central and South America, but um, you know some beautiful places, and obviously it's a it's a quicker path to, to where you want to be. Well, right. And I, and I think um, if you can get a combination of playing great golf, European tour is no slacky stuff. Yeah, DP, tour. DP World Tour now. Yeah, it's called the <laughs> DP, DP World Tour. Kind of like when they went to the Corn Ferry. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the hell is that? What does DP stand for? Uh, it's some Deep uh, Pockets. UAE, exactly. Yeah, Deep it's Pockets, UAE, George Brett. Um, probably Dubai Company. It's a logistics company yeah. that I The believe. race to Dubai. That's their whole yeah. deal. Oil men. Yes, they, this uh, week. Yep, they got all you little American boys just that's right clawing at them, right? It's like European soccer, all yep. owned by the. No, I just I think it's awesome for a guy your age. How old are you? Twenty-seven. Yeah, I mean, you know, in your twenties to be able to travel. Sure, it's the greatest. I yeah. love going to Europe. Right. I really do. And and you know, if you stay here, go, going through this, you don't. I mean, you know, you go to Minneapolis, you're not in Paris and London and Scotland and 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 so I just I think it's a well it's let me ask awesome you a question story. can I ask you a question you played with uh with uh, Woodland right yeah I played with him a few times yeah so what's the big difference between yours and his game uh well back then we weren't really on the same playing field I probably haven't played with him in maybe two three years mm-hmm. take um just consistency yeah I mean his ball striking was at a different level I think my short game uh really since I got to KU even was probably PGA tour level. Mm-hmm. I would say in college it was, it was really good. And the only, so do you miss greens on purpose? Cause you're a bad putter. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, my no putting, he wants to chip in a lot. So we will yeah. miss greens. Yeah. Wants to work on his chipping. Yeah. I mean, uh, chipping and short game was really the only reason I had a, you know, halfway decent college career. Um, and then, 
you know, I've kind of developed into a better ball striker with the help of Kevin and working out more and working on my body. Stable.com. Um, the golf stable.com. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely getting in the stables helped me a lot. Um, and it's a huge credit to kind of me progressing. Tell me, let's, let's talk about this because, you know, you started a par three course in Overland Park. You end up going to Meadowbrook, yeah. right? You're hanging out with a bunch of kids. Now you got to be a pretty good, you got to be the best amongst all the kids, which. Well, then went to Shawnee Mission East. Which is another he's good Lancer, program. He's a Lancer. Right? Were you all state? Sorry to hear that. I'm a Rockers Yeah, you guys guy. won the state championship, didn't you? I won the state championship my first two years. <laughs> and then uh, I never won state individually. Um, yeah, for whatever reason. My senior year, was at it was at Meadowbrook. So a lot of people tell you, you know, it's good oh. So I don't know if it was the extra pressure or what, but I think I shot maybe 76, 75. Um, yeah, let, still let, place, but we didn't win. We lost to Blue Valley, Blue Valley North, who we beat probably just about every other time, and uh, they played a lot better than us that day and beat us. I, but, but I want to ask the, the two of you, right, um, because you've mentored Chase. You just mentioned you helped him become a, a better ball striker. Now, you go to a youth program at a club like Meadowbrook. You know, maybe there's 20 kids running around. Um, some of those kids come out like you or Harry, and I'm always curious, you as a coach of young guys like this, are they all st- – I know they're not all starting with equal skill or aptitude to be athletic, yeah. but but why do you guys like Chase um, make it? Uh, other than uh, the obvious hard work, but, you know, I, I'm always curious about the formula. So I don't know if there is the, a formula, but I would say probably what I see in Chase is the ability to grind, hates to lose, wants, and wants to get it in the hole as fast as he can, right? And so – that's how he's gotten to where he is. And, you know, we sat down about two years ago and kind of looked at his swing and some of the things he did mechanically. And I just told him I didn't think that where he was mechanically could get him where he wanted to go. Your short game, your putting, your chipping can only be, like he alluded to, on so many weeks in a row. And so what was tough for – and I what I try to do is morph into that – into the student, right? So – how does he learn? What's what's his way of learning? What's his style? How can we make changes? And so we did a lot of the changes and work in the off season, um, both what in nineteen and then again in twenty. Or, yeah, really, or COVID 20, was 20. probably the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, for me, you had to go to work, right? Just, well, just work on your game instead of playing it. Yeah, and then exactly, and so like I mean, COVID was a great thing for Bryson, and so what that allowed us to do is make some changes, get him stronger. You know, there's some a little bit of things uh, nagging him body wise, and so that's kind of the biggest sauce. But I, I think a lot of times coaches will see a great player like Chase, and there might be some things fundamentally that may need to be addressed, but they kind of just let him slide because he's chase. And it's like, well, you know, I was, I was texting back and forth with a, another great player, Joseph Winslow the other day. And I'm like, he sent me a swing. I go, look, he goes, it's hooking. I go, well, look, and I screenshotted it where it's at. And I go, this isn't going to cut it. He's like, all right, I'll get to work on it. And so I don't know. I just think they deserve, they're such good athletes and such good kids. They deserve the truth. And they also deserve you know, the best advice to get them from point but A to point B. But how do you, how do you balance this? I, I, I take us back to Austin and we're sitting in the cowboy or the, the no, the university of Texas with, yeah. <laughs> with your coach, Chuck Cook. And this, this does apply to you. Um, and I'll never forget something Chuck Cook said, said, 
you had one little thing in your swing that I just felt like I had to fix. And my biggest regret was trying to fix that. So how do you look at a player like Chase who might have this? You said you owe it to them to be truthful and honest, mm-hmm. but but when do you know, is that that one little thing? If I tweak, I'm going to screw them up. Yeah. That's got to be a tough balance. I, on his on his swing, it was more of one or two little things that if I don't address it for him, that's going to not help him get to where he wants to get. And so his was a little different where it was like blaringly obvious to me. Right. Um, and so his was a little different in that regard, but usually everybody has their tendencies in their, you know, their body and the way they move and their, and their kind of their triggers. But, you know, that's what I try to do is morph in. It's not like this one size fits all. All right. You got to swing it like this and shallow it out. And, you know, it's just, how do you help them be the best they can be within that? And he's always going to be a great short game pitcher, chipper, putter. and, And he's got a great, mental makeup and i think part of the reason the mental makeup so good now is because he's traveled traveling right. all over the globe right pretty taxing right well and i don't know i think you also um, when you're in different environments you're um you're a little more flexible i mean you're more you can adapt to things maybe things don't bother you as much you don't know right that's that's the other thing about trips like this you don't know how it's going to help you in a pressure situation, maybe it is or maybe it's not on a golf course, but I bet these experiences are rounding you out as a guy, right, that somehow makes you a better golfer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think Kepka mentioned it when he played Challenge in Europe. Is You know, hopefully soon when I get back to the States, everything's going to be so easy. You know, you instead, of, instead of flying six, 14 and a half hours right. like I am after a wedding on Sunday, <laughs> I'm flying two hours to North Carolina. Right. Which... And private, yeah, and, <laughs> private, yeah, private, exactly. Wheels up, George. Well, Wheels I, got, up. I got two. I got two levels to go. I got to get to the PGA Tour first, and then the NetJets Tour. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I think it's funny you say that about the environments and the conditions. Like when I first turned pro and played Gateway Tour, which is out in uh, Arizona now, called the Outlaw Tour. There'd be guys that grew up or lived in Scottsdale or went to ASU or U of A that would clean up on that tour, win two, three, four times a year, be the leading money winners or top three, top five, and then Q school. And they'd go to Q school in Nevada where it's 35 degrees when they're teeing off and wind. And there was a lot of those guys would struggle. Yeah. And so, but they were really good on those courses. They knew in the, in playing in the dome in Scottsdale when the ball's going a mile when it's June or May or June in, right. in Scottsdale. Like, like mine at, um, at your wedding. Yeah, you were just sending it. Sending it. Yeah. Right, George? Sent it. Although, sent well, you were playing in a very fancy. You sent it. You sent Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I did. can even play good in Scottsdale. I get it. Now, probably not so good in Madagascar. I probably <laughs> suck over there, you know? All right, let's just, let's take a short commercial break. We're with Chase Hanna, one of Kansas City's, I won't say rising stars. He's, he's already arrived. PGA Tour Europe. Hey, by the way, get up 2 a.m., watch him on television. In 2022, come on back. You're on the Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP-certified, or organic farms, prime-going regions, artists and producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say it, fork or no fork. You can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. 
Sheridan's Unforked, honest, clean food. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070. Hey, Brian Sullivan from the Golf Underground here with a little good news. And that good news is that even double-digit handicappers like me can occasionally make a double eagle. All right, maybe not on a golf course, but even guys like me can score when buying a new car or truck. I'm talking about two stores, two brothers, and four generations, treating customers just like family. I'm talking about our buddies at Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia. With these guys, you'll always score two under with double the inventory and double the customer satisfaction. That's the Bobsite Double Eagle. Now, Bobsite offers a wide selection of vehicles and promise to make the car buying process as quick and as hassle-free as possible. Now, whether you have poor credit, no credit, or maybe a first-time car buyer, you can trust Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia will get you into the car or truck you choose with professionalism and attention to your needs. So go visit our buddies at Bobsite.com, but only if you're looking for a vehicle that makes you feel like a U.S. Open champion. Welcome back, Off Underground ESPN Radio, back in the stable. George, Sully, and Wardo, and um, the Chase Hanna. The Chase Hanna from the European Professional Golfers Association Tour. Chase, thank you for joining us in the Golf Underground today. Appreciate having you. <laughs> you know, that, of course. Thanks for having me. Wait till you're on camera for crying out loud. <laughs> what do you think? I was, right. I, was just taking, I was just taken aback with the intro there. I right. felt very. <laughs> I, wanted to, the, I didn't know if you wanted to keep going or not. Well, you know, you were on the challenge tour of golf. This is like the challenge tour for radio. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're really not that great at it, but, you know. Uh, we have more fun than anyone, just like right. the challenge That's tour, right? Plus, we give George a nice couch, something to do in the afternoon. Oh, so I got the best seat in the house. George, what beer are you on? The Border Patrol would probably love to have George on every week. Oh, jeez. Don't you? That's the competitor. Stop. Okay, Although whatever. we do love Chad. Whatever. Do you know. The what? What, what would? The border sports Patrol. Radio Eight Ten. We well, do love sports. Radio I used to do that. I did that when I uh, about nineteen ninety nine. I did it. Isn't this more fun though? This is Good. a lot more fun. Relaxed environment. Relax. I mean, how many shows do you get I got to sit a cold on a couch? Right here. I got a cold beer right here. Already worked out. Steve, you earned it. How, hey, well, how much time did you spend on the elliptical today? Forty five. How is your new elliptical? Uh, my old elliptical. I got a new bike. New bike. I got rid of my treadmill and got a bike. So you walked to London this morning. Walked London three miles and then and got then home and forty five minutes. And then did forty five minutes. Took a steam and a sauna and shaved, rinsed off. Didn't use soap. Excuse <laughs> me. I put deodorant on though. <laughs> I noticed when you walked I, in. I got a dinner tonight. I have to go too. So I figured I'll just one shower, shower a day, George. Well, I like, All right. You don't yeah. want to. Your skin will get flaky. I'm going to come go after two. the show. I'm go hit some balls. Get a little sweaty <sighs> and. Oh, so, so the listen life to this. of a Hall of Famer. This is what it's like. So you see, Chase, if you're on the PGA Tour, you're going to live a life post-PGA Tour like I George Pratt. So. Yeah, we 
got ways to go to live that life. Do you know? I, so. I think you focus on that. Hey, question for you. You know, you know that um, Kiradek Epi Bonrat, right? You know him? I mean, I know who he is, yeah. A Thai guy? Yep. So um, he said when he won his first $5,000 event, the first thing he did is he went and bought something that was worth $5,000. It was a car. So, um, and when he won his next tournament, he won $10,000. He bought something worth $10,000. So he spends every damn nickel he earns. Now, what have, what have you done with your cash? Well, first thing is, I don't know if you could buy a car for $5,000 right now. No, no. you can't. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see what that would be. You can't buy a Peloton for $5,000. Um, <laughs> what am I going to do with that? Well, maybe maybe first step would be for like the two days I'm in Kansas City, I could move out of my parents' house. That'd be oh, a good start. A <laughs> that, would, that would really be good. Yeah, they, they would appreciate. I'm it. here for maybe you know I don't know 30 days a year, 40 days a year. Obviously, COVID was more. Um, so I guess that'd be a start. And then uh, I don't know. I bought a car. It was what, a little more than five thousand dollars. What you get? Ford Fusion from Bobby Sight. Ah, nice. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Sight. Bobby right. Sight's coming in for a little lesson That's at 530. Right. First one of the of the year. Yeah, Bingo. Let's go. See, that's good. Gets me from point A to point B. Yeah. That's all you need. So my high school car was down in Florida when I'd go in the winter. And um, that thing just uh, shot craps and got $400 for the metal. So that's a good start. Solid. See, <laughs> see I like this. Chase is more my type of guy. You know, when you had the, the, the Epi Bonrat, he's showing his $250,000 watch. is very mm -hmm. fancy. I'm saying, he's got to be broke. You're going to so you're gonna be like the millionaire next door. Okay, I got, I got one that's going to maybe hopefully make Chase a lot of money. What do you got? What are your sponsors? I mean, who do you wear on your sleeve? Who, who do you wear so on right your hat? Now, right now, right now he's a lot of a free if, agent. If you have an open yeah, slot, maybe one oh, of yeah, our I've listeners got, will back you. Yeah, I've got definitely got some open slots. Okay, so, so, so what do you one, got? So the one that my... Uh, Kind of group has brought me the, an agency I signed with over in Europe has brought me Maxi Pay. So now the joke obviously is I'm maxi wearing, maxi wearing Maxi pads? Pad on my shirt. What? No, no it's what? Maxi Pay. Oh. Maxi Pay. The joke <laughs> is. Wait a second. <laughs> the joke is I'm wearing Maxi Pad on my shirt, but it's, right. it's Maxi Pay, MaxiPay.com, and obviously this isn't a very good pitch for Maxi Pay. So no, it's great. Know. Great They'll never listen. Well, it's Europe. a start. And, it's uh, a start. Yeah. yeah. And what else you got? Any you have a hat thing? Is good, right? Do you have a hat? Uh, well, I'm wearing Titleist right now. I think that's kind Do of. Do they pay you anything? Uh, yeah, we're working that out right now. Titleist, they have in the they have um, this past year, and um, I, fortunately, I played well in in two European tour events that I got in um, that were co-sanctioned with Challenge or co-counting, however you want to call it. Um, so th that was nice. Where's your maxi maxi pay? Is that on your maxi pay's on the front of the shirt? On the front, okay. Um, and you got a Titleist hat. They might pay you something. They might not. You don't know yet. You're negotiating. Yeah, yeah exactly. And what? And I saw your bag out there because you're going to work with Wardle. You got a KU. You got a KU bag with your name on it. Yeah, I got KU right now. Believe but it or KU's not, KU's not, not paying you anything. No. So no, who do not. you want? Who do? You, who would you like to have on your bag? <laughs> like I mean, you need, you an need a sponsor. <laughs> you need a sponsor on your bag. Correct. Correct. Okay. That's correct. Listeners. Right. Listeners. You got a great kid, an all-American kid, the kind of kid that you would want your daughter to marry. Right. Sitting right here. I agree. He's got a chance to be one of the great golfers of our time. Yep. You can get him cheap right now. Cheap as hell. You He's a value play. Yep. You can get him cheap. Yep. So He's like buying Bitcoin. Speaking five years of daughter, there's a there his girlfriend, her name is Hannah. Hannah Hannah. Hannah, How great Hannah is that going to be? Hannah, Hannah. If there and, were to and, be and a marriage. thinking about getting married. I was talking to him on the putting oh, tab today. Uh -oh. She might be listening about right it. now. Hey, no, you? I said thinking George. about it. 
Don't sell him out. She right lives here in New the- York. She doesn't listen to the show. She listens to the I show. Listen, she's gonna. You know out. what? Maybe what he's gonna do with the first big check is buy some ice. Maybe you know? he's gonna buy one as big as Turtles wearing over here. Yeah, I know. Thing, me. That rock just keeps changing Jesus. the cameras so much yeah. over there. Yeah, I mean, geez. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, hey, Turtle. I've got an idea. It, uh, you do like Leanne does. That's that's my wife. Um, she goes to um, Claire's and buys fake uh, engaged big wedding rings. We were out with the uh, Hewlett's, speaking of Ford, Brad? the other night with Rebecca and Brad right. and Rebecca. She likes the finer things in life. Oh, looks over right? at my wife's ring and, and then she looks at me. She says, it was about time you did that for her. It cost her 12 bucks at Claire's like three <laughs> hours before. I'm like, it was time. I agree. Yeah. And I'm kicking her under the table, you know. So I think you. it's kind of like a buy her the Ford Fusion of rings, the starter ring. Right, and then you you get fancy, and then go to Claire's, and and then you can look fancy. Okay, that's good, that's you can upgrade her, right? Great. By the way, I make sure someone checks out that ring. Believe oh, me. Oh, jeez. So you play, so you <laughs> oh, play titleless, or you hip titleless balls. Titleist, you yeah. play titleless. Yeah, you play titleless for a long time. What kind of shoes you wear? Foot Joy. Foot Joy. Yeah. Foot Joy give you anything? Well, Foot Joy and Titleist are kind of the same. same. Uh, okay. But so I guess yeah, in that sense. Okay. Um, what kind of rangefinder do you have? Bushnell. <laughs> Can't use rangefinder. I know, but you got to carry one. What, what do you got, Bushnell? I do. Okay. Golf shout out, shout out Seabass. Okay, Golf so Seabass sea is taking care of you. We got to figure out some more stuff. Where George, are you? Oh, we should get we who, should your shirts. I mean, who makes your shirts? Under Are you well, Under, under Armour? I see Under Armour now. So now. Do you wear all Under Armour? I do now, yeah. Okay. And it's free. Are you it's getting free? free? Yes, yes. Okay. Free. You yeah. just look at the catalog and say, yeah, give me these. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much. I'm an extra large. Yeah, uh, I'm an extra large. Hey, George, you think right. you maybe the, the little same size, aren't we? No, large, large. You're a large. I'm a large. George, maybe the little flower oh, shop should throw some dough I mean, I don't know if you if we could put a little flower shop logo on your hat, would you wear it? I mean, absolutely, right? Every, I, we're I remember, not going to pay you. I remember, would you wear my, it? My favorite George Brett story is I asked you, you're fixing up your house. Yeah. And I said, George, you think about selling? He's like, no, no, no. But he's like, everything's always for sale. Everything's so, for sale. What? Yeah. A little flower shop, it's still, it's for sale. It's Why would well, you not? It's, not he for could sale, be but your, it's, it's for sale, but we're not selling it. <laughs> he could be your spokesperson, you know? And he could be the all American boy that's in the little flower shop commercials right. that'll be coming out soon. Yeah. Kind of like you're all in all these no, blue cross. Yeah, come on. But you imagine you want to go a global, maxi George? pad on one side and a flower on the other? You know what? We've been trying to make the game a little bit more. Rose, a little, just a rose on your sleeve. Subtle little rose. Yeah, yeah I think that'd be nice. Maybe yeah. in my off weeks, I can open up a little flower shop in, I don't know, London or. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be great. Hey, do you think maybe the Kansas City Royals might become a sponsor for a, a nice Kansas City boy like this? Somebody on the tour is sponsored by MLB. I saw Peter Malnati. Peter then Malnati. Then there's two really? of them. Yeah. Then there's two of them. Is Somebody else. Someone had a specific they wear the team. Made, didn't they? They, no, they no, was MLB. They, they had the MLB logo. Yeah, I don't know. You, I Maybe mean, the Royals Europe would be a sponsor. Just give you Kansas a KC hat. Baseball's trying to grow in Europe, isn't it? Uh, I don't know about Europe. China, I know it is. Yeah, I don't know. I think you know, George. You got to start selling for the for the guys. Yeah, now the Japanese tour is different than the European tour. Yes, very much so. The okay, Japanese, but, but you will you play any tournaments over there? Yeah, they they've announced one um, okay. in Japan. They haven't announced where. Uh, I think it's in April. If you go over there, wear a Yomiuri Giant hat. Baseball hat. They're like the San Francisco Giant. It looks just like the Giants. It's black with a orange logo, and they're the biggest. Well, at least back in the '80s, I was over there in '81 playing. 
And I've been to China or to Japan many times and been to a lot of baseball games. They were the franchise. Huge fans. They were the New York Yankees. Of right. Who was our manager a few years ago who came from the Japanese League? Uh, Trey Hillman. Trey Hillman. Trey Hillman. Was he with the Giants over there? No, he was, he was with not. It. He was with uh, Colt Swallows or something. I don't know. Wow, that's like a yeah, maxi page. Okay, <laughs> so tell the listener. So obviously, life on European tour is going to be more glamorous. Still travel, but now you're going to be playing for some monster cash, big purses. So tell the listener what that's like in terms of the world ranking, and then obviously, hopefully, the ultimate destination to getting on the big tour. Yeah, so the monster cash is really in a cluster of maybe 10 events on the European tour schedule. Are you um, going to skip a half those? Uh, no, it's <laughs> definitely not. That's definitely not me. I'm I probably play too much if anything. But the the issue for me was is getting in those big events um, to get in the Rolex events, which is um, for PGA Tour lingo. That'd be like their invitationals. Um, it's hard for guys like me to get in those events. So either I need to win early in the season and get in. So that's obviously the goal. Um, or then uh, next year in the 22, 23 year, um, if you keep your card, usually get into all those events so that's kind of how the tour is structured um some big events to try to entice people to come over from the pga tour and play um and then with the new signing of the dp world company um you know they're they're expecting every event to be at a minimum of two million us which is you know a, a good jump from last year um when the tour took a you know pretty big hit due to covid much bigger hit than i than i well, i don't i don't it's for sure they took a lot bigger hit than the PGA Tour did, right? Um, due to COVID, so yeah, they were shut down a little bit more, right? Yeah, you look yeah. I mean, our, the schedule in PGA, Europe, we were, the schedule in Europe in 2019 pre-COVID was awesome. Uh, they were really growing. You know, the tour had made huge steps, and then COVID really hurt them. And they're obviously with you know DP World coming behind them, um, they're starting to get back to where they were. All right, what's the coolest city you've been into or in uh, while on tour? most fun place yeah i'd probably have to say honestly my first probably international trip was to bogota colombia that's probably still my favorite whoa yeah that was for q school el chapo that was for, yeah el chapo yeah oh. I, remember I, I remember i was watching narcos like the two <laughs> two three weeks before i went just to prep just to prep yeah just to prep for the culture no, you just kept your mouth shut kept your hands in your pocket look straight ahead right <laughs> now colombia is beautiful that was a great place and then in europe um I don't know. It's always cloudy over in Europe. It is. So cloudy. It's very depressing. We're very Spain, depressed people. Spain is probably by far my favorite country in Europe. Um, Barcelona or where? We played north of Barcelona for two weeks this year, and then we played in the south in Cadiz, and then we actually had the weekend off because we played the same course two weeks in a row and just had one day in between. So we played Thursday, Sunday, Thursday through Sunday, Monday off, Tuesday through Friday. So then Hannah and I, we went to Seville, which is Kansas City's sister sit mm -hmm. sister right. city, right? And that was amazing. Fountains, little yeah, fountains. fountains has the same. It, it has, looks like the plaza. It has the Lewis right. and Clark statue, uh -huh. actually in Seville. It has the same tiles, the tiling that we yeah. have on the plaza. Yeah, we stole it from Seville's them, by the beautiful. Way. Wasn't our idea. No, I think Seville. <laughs> when you were when you were in, I think in south a little of, bit older south than of Kansas Spain, City. did you play Valderrama? No, so that'll be a, a stop on the uh, European tour schedule next October. Um, should get in to that event. Uh, where I stand now, so that I'll—I mean, that's obviously a world-class course. Everybody raves about it. Right? Yeah, I, I went there for the yeah. Ryder Cup. My first Ryder Cup okay. was there. It was yeah. unbelievable. So, so what European tour player? Obviously, we we all got the household names here in the states. 
which guy are you excited to maybe get paired with, see on the range, maybe have a nice VOD with? Yeah, Marcus Armitage seems like a, a beauty. He's a uh, – I'm not sure where he's from. I think he's, he's from the U.K. Um, he seems like a character, kind of a lovable, um, you know, just very relatable guy. He would be fun to play with. And then, um, I mean, there's a bunch of good – there's so many good South African players on the European tour. Uh, I played with Justin Harding this year. He's from South Africa. I think he got very close, if not cracked the top 50 a couple of years ago. Um, and then maybe a little Lee Westwood. He yeah, plays Lee in Westwood Europe. Westwood would be sweet. Shane Obviously, Lowry. a lot of the household names that kind of only play in the Rolex events, the BMW, um, which is a Rolex event, um, the Open. So, you know, those are the events, obviously, you want to play in and play with the biggest names. Hey, so. what's, what's the perception amongst European tour players, even the big names, mm-hmm. about the difference between the American tour and the European tour? Do, do they look at their tour as being equal, or do they... I mean, certainly we have the Ryder Cup, and typically yeah. it's very competitive, but is, is it a step up to go to the American tour, or no? Well, I think it has to be, right? I mean, you look at all the biggest players, Lee Westwood, Rory McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood. Um, I mean, I could go on and yeah, on. They're all in Jupiter, feels like Florida the, now. Yeah, it feels right? like they've all <laughs> – there's a reason they're all playing in the States. Um, there's a reason the PGA Tour, you know, doesn't have – at least they claim they don't, you know, pay show-up money or, you know, incentive money for them to tee up while the European Tour clearly does. Um But, no, I mean, I think a lot of guys are very comfortable on the European Tour and, frankly – you know, love it, and they think their tour is great, which it is. I mean, it it's it's an awesome tour. It's it's to me clearly the second best tour in the world. Of course, I don't think you're going to get anybody to uh, dispute that. Um, but it's definitely different games. I think it kind of fits my game well. Um, it's very windy, firm. It's not just the kind of brain dead golf you get to play on the PGA Tour or the in the states. You know, not every every course in the states for the most part on the PGA Tour is very cookie cutter. Yeah. yeah, you got 33 yard wide fairways. You got 60 yard landing areas. Right. You got bunkers, and you. But over on, especially the Challenge Tour, you're playing older courses that are just kind of goofy. They've mm-hmm. got two, three, four holes that are just weird. Like Crossing there's no each other. Right? Yeah, there's weird. no there's no appropriate way to play it. There's no. You just have to kind of figure it out and how to figure it out how to you know get through it for four days. Um, so I think that kind of benefits me more. I think there's definitely more. The golf courses are probably better in Europe in terms of like architecture. I would say. Are they more fun because they're a little yeah, more? Yeah, I mean they're so weather dependent. A lot of them. You know, I feel like every week on the PGA Tour, with the exception of maybe you know seven to eight weeks, it's just seventy-five and and hardly any wind, right? Yeah. Versus they follow that what those weather patterns, right? Yeah. Versus in Europe, you you get all sorts of weather, um, all sorts of wind directions. The wind will change during the week. Um, so I would say that's the major difference is just fairways are heightened on in Europe. And I, I'm still, you know, top 30, 20% of distance. But but fairways are, I would say, a little bit more important than what I've seen playing Corn Ferry events. I haven't played any PGA Tour events. I obviously see them on TV. Um, so that's my experience. Uh, that could be very different than others who have played both tours for a lot longer than I have. Lee Westwood, for example, could have, you know, could disagree with me about – you know, my take on the difference in the tours, but that's kind of what I've seen so far. Well, I was curious. Well, it's funny you bring up Lee Westwood. We're doing him next, right? 
Yeah, we got him coming up. We got him coming. We got couples. I mean, we got Max Homa. I mean, yeah, we got. Yeah, so let me ask you a question. If you, let's say you go out there and you come in top five in money earned this whole year. Be a great year with what I get into. Well, as that would now. that would be unbelievable, right? Yeah. You would be happy with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, does that mean if you're top five over there, you automatically qualify for the PGA Tour, or would you still have to go to qualifying school to get your card? Yeah, so, as the system works now, um, top fifty is like golden over here on the PGA Tour. Top fifty in the world. Um, so that's official world golf ranking. Okay, so that's, if you finish top five over there, you would be top fifty in the world. I would presume so. Yeah, yeah, you, you would hope. Um, so that's kind of the goal. So my first kind of initial goal is see if I can crack the top hundred to get into the PGA in May. Um, obviously, I've got some work to do to do that. Um, probably would take a win and you know several other good weeks. Um, so that's that's in Southern Hills, which is obviously close. And then everything else, it, there's no real set way to make the jump back mm-hmm. over here other than, you know, playing really well and hopefully getting your seven sponsor exemptions or how many ever you're allocated on the PGA Tour like uh, so many have done and then parlayed that into getting Like a status. guy like Tommy Fleetwood, he played over there for, didn't he, in the European Tour? Oh, yeah. For yeah. how many years? Kepka. How many yeah. years did he play over there? Tommy before Probably. he became over here, and oh, now he still he's a plays. household that's name. That's still his main. Yeah, tour, yeah but he's a household it? name here. Curious. Is what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of guys over you there that play. You picked him for the. Um, he was. He was yeah. your pick for the Masters. Right. But your dark horse. There's. Right? <laughs> there's. There's. There's so many guys over from Europe that are household names over here now that played on the tour that you're going to be playing on. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't have to go to Q school. They had some sponsors exemptions or they got top 50 of the world and then they came over here and i'm sure tommy fleetwood plays in the majority of the events here but we'll go back and play in the rolex events over there right yeah and exactly i forgot it also key thing is if you get in the top 100 i believe you're eligible for the corn Ferry tour finals which is how a lot of those guys have made the jump they get into the three event uh playoff event on the corn Ferry tour and that's where they have 25 cards up for grabs so that's how a lot of guys make the jump as well um, is so you have to be top hundred in the world, yeah, official world golf ranking. And then, if you if you're in the top hundred, you're able to play um, the Corn Ferry uh, Tour three finals playoffs. That's that's my understanding of how it works. Um, we don't obviously have to check up on that, but I'm pretty sure that's how a lot of guys have made the jump. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, there's enough. There's a partnership now developing between the two tours. Um, and before I started playing over there, it was it was pretty much very very separate. But now they have three PGA Tour events that are co-sanctioned, so there's a good chance I get into the Barbasol, which is in Kentucky, uh, the tournament out in at Lake Tahoe, which I believe Gary won. Yeah, uh, when he was when he was young, kind of kickstarted him, and then Bermuda, I believe they're going to add as well. So they'll be co-sanctioned where you can earn race to Dubai points and FedEx Cup points. Um, so hopefully those are three events that I'll be able to get into and. You know, you have a good week there that can that can really help you make the jump back over to the States. So speaking of Dubai, you know, you've been saying, let's take the underground back on the road yeah, again. Yeah. Maybe we uh, put this on our count, cal- circle our calendar from one year from now and go to Dubai. And maybe we should bring our producer with us. What right. do you think, Turtle? Right. Not Sinks. What are you going to do in Dubai? I mean, let's go. Dubai's amazing. What are you talking about? I, I've been there. You've it's been there. It's yeah. amazing. Well, I've never been there, George. Tell us about it. We'll go bar hopping. Well, I went on a safari about five years ago, and we flew to Dubai, 
and stayed there for two or three days. And then uh, we flew down to Tangiers, or no, Kenya, down in Kenya for two weeks. And uh, then after the safari, I went to Cape Town for like three or four days and then went to Schellenbach, which is the wine country there in South Africa. And, you know, you've been in Napa Valley, Sonoma yeah, Valley. Yeah. It's 50 times bigger. Really? You talk about a beautiful valley. In Africa? And we only, there's only one South African wine I've ever heard of. So we went to Ernie Ells Winery. Oh, I bet that's good. And he had his, uh, it's probably a replica, but he had a replica of the uh, Claret Jug from the, uh, cool. From the, um, what's from that? From the tournament? Open. Yeah, from the Open. The British Open. The, I bet the Big Easy. It was Easy. really neat. You That's think the cool. Big Easy's a big George Brett fan? I bet the Big Easy. I saw him last week. I saw him from a distance when I was in Arizona. I went to watch the, uh, what was it, Charles Schwab Cup, you know, thing, the final round. Yeah. And, and uh, so tell I us think about Mickelson it. won the tournament, but uh, Bernard Langer won the cup yeah. because of all the top tens He's and wins great. that he has. How but it was great. wind up? Freddie, you know, hadn't played in six weeks, and he went out and shot five under the day I wa- I followed him, and uh, he ended up ten or eleven for the day, and uh, said he played pretty good. For Did him. you remind yeah, I mean, him? He hasn't played. He hasn't played in six weeks, and he, he can't practice because his back's so bad. Always. He just goes out and gets loose yeah. and plays. But he's so talented. Yeah. Oh my God, is he talented? Did you remind him? He's he's got a date. Yeah, with he's going to come on. He's going to come on the show. Okay. Let's just get him to Kansas City, or maybe we can come to... Sounds like he wants to come He's back to your house. To Arizona. He wants to come to Arizona. He said end of November, beginning of December. Let's go on the road, Wardo. Maybe, maybe we need to put George yes. on the committee to get a Champions Tour event in Kansas City. Where would they play? Oh, plenty of courses, I would <laughs> they think. They used to have a <laughs> they Champions can, they can Tour use, here. I'm pretty sure they, they used to have Lock Lloyd. They and used then. to have... They played at Lock yeah. Lloyd. They played at the National, and yeah. the National got rained out, stormed out every time. Yeah. Um, I caddied for Larry Ziegler at Lock Lloyd, and he won the tournament, Chase. So if your caddy ever gets sick, wow. call me. And I caddied for Wardo. I'm, I'm two out of three caddying in championships. I caddied two years for Wardo, won one, lost one, and I caddied Larry Ziegler, and we won. And you're one for one in club championships with the, you caddied for the caddy, Joe Scovrin. Yes, I caddied for the caddy. I caddied for Super Joe. Did you have a bigger celebration after you won the club championship or after you caddied to the victory? In time? Um, uh, obviously, his club championship win yeah. takes precedence. He shed tears. I did. Yeah. Well, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, he shed tears. All right, let's do this. Let's take a commercial break. We come back. I'm curious about the very personal side of Chase Hannah. Happy to know that your girlfriend's name is Hannah. Also learned in one of the answers that she's traveled with you on this journey of yours, which usually leads to to love. (laughs) And I want to know if you annoy the hell out of her when you leave your bath towel on the floor. So come on back. You're on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. I think I shit my pants. Again? Yeah. No, I think like I was I'm trying to fart and I think it was just stuff coming out of there. <laughs> you did. Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Hey, Doc, golf season's over. My back is killing me. 
I know it's football season, so you get a lot of kids coming in, blown ACLs, all sorts of body parts with problems. And then, of course, those baseball players. I know you fix a lot of elbows. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group in Kansas City? Well, if you want to see the guys in town have had the best orthopedic fellowship training in sports medicine, um, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack, come see us. Uh, we individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love. And we actually care and listen to our patients and follow up with them, make sure that they're getting the results they need. Okay. And so the three things that separate you, number one, best training. Number two, you specialize in getting people on that field. Number three, you're actually listen. Where can I learn more? Because you got me all in and I don't really want to get fixed, but it's time. At sonoorthopedics.com, 816-525-2840. Hi, this is George Brett, Hall of Fame baseball player, and I've been playing golf for over 35 years. Hitting the ball far was never my problem, but the closer I got to the greens, that's when my problems began. When I wanted a golf practice area in my backyard, I called Celebrity Greens. They are the industry leader in custom-built synthetic golf greens. These championship-caliber, low-maintenance greens roll great, react like real bent grass, and hold chip shots that check and spin. I absolutely love mine, not only in Kansas City, but also in Arizona. Call the pros at Celebrity Greens at 1-888-507-7960 or visit them online at CelebrityGreens.com. Practice like the pros or people like me that want to be pros right in your own backyard. Hey, Brian Sullivan, Golf Underground, with a little tip for you. If you're looking to buy a new Ford, you have to check out my buddy, Jason Gudenkoff at Lewisburg Ford. They've been saving Midwest Ford buyers thousands of bucks for over 40 years because they do business the right way. They sell everything, check this out, for $50 over invoice. That's simple and cheap. And they win a lot of awards. In fact, they won Ford's President's Award 17 times. That's the top Ford award. And they only give it to dealers with superior customer satisfaction in sales and service. So they know how to take care of customers better than anybody. Now, what these guys know how to do also, keep this in mind, sell trucks. Lewisburg Ford has sold more F-150s than any other Ford dealership in greater Kansas City. That's two years running. And last year, they were the number one F-150 sales leader in the entire state of Kansas. So, no hassle. $50 over invoice pricing, unparalleled customer satisfaction, and a huge selection. That's a perfect recipe for selling trucks. So, check out all their inventory and prices online at lewisburgford.com. Or give them a call at 816-444-2300. New golf clubs, a big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open, or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. 816-353-2160 or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then, we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. 
Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Yeah, hey, welcome clearly. back, Golf Underground, ESPN Radio, back to the stable. We are with Chase Hanna, European PGA Tour member, Kansas City, great fellow, lives in his mom's basement, drives a Ford Fusion. Is going <laughs> to marry a girlfriend named, named Hannah Hanna. Hannah. If they get married, Hannah. her name will be Hannah Hannah. Yep. Now listen, before the commercial when break. When the cop pulls her over, he'll say, what's your name? And she'll say, Hannah Hannah, and he'll, and he'll say, quit stuttering. Right? He'll say, have you been drinking? <laughs> he'll definitely make her... Um, Never. So anyway, uh, hey, before the commercial break, you, you know, we had a whole other segment that we were going to do, but we had an emergency here in the golf underground. Um, you know, I looked to my right. Kevin did a Bellagio. I, saw, I saw a little bit of this, right? And thank God Turtle would cut the camera away over to, to Chase and George. And, um, you know, he started scratching himself. And um, so Wardo shit his pants. <laughs> We know this because he got up and his wife validated this with a little streak. Now, he went away and we had to clean the couch. And <laughs> this is what we found. And so, so uh, um, yeah, well, they, you're, for you. You're, you're yeah. <laughs> well, this is the second time I've uh, soiled my britches in the last three years. And George was there for both of us. So we're going to blame the soiling of the britches on George. Uh, Turtle, would you? The good news is I was at the Bellagio Fountains on on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, and I was dry as could be. (laughs) And that's where it all happened 25 years ago. After the shrimp. After the, no, after the lobster. Crab claws. Crab claws. The the, the crab crab claws. No, crab claws. Crab claws. What is wrong with you two? Oh, well. Hey, well, listen, this is good Hey, now. Jo- hey now Sully, there's two types what? of people in this world. What? Those that have pooped and those that are about to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we, we had to, you know, good um, shit your pants. Well, sick, Faraday had one, too. If you're sick, you're sick. You can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. If you do it because you're lonely or you're, 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 you don't have time and you're, <laughs> you're trying lonely. to hold it. You're lonely. When you're lonely, you're, you're, you you're, you're your lazy. Pants? You're lazy and you just go, ah, oh, what the hell? <laughs> And you go in your pants. You're an idiot. But if you're sick, if you're sick, there's nothing you can do. That's going to happen. Well, and when you're sick and you got a primetime player like this on the show and you don't feel on your best, you just show up, you put your game day outfit on. No That's why than- Kenny Lawrence, you know Kenny Lawrence yep. from the club at Mission Hills. Um, great guy. Love Kenny to death. He only wears black pants. Black pants and a white shirt every time he plays golf. Just because in case. one time he was wearing white ones and he had an accident. So he says, screw this, I'm wearing black pants. You watch all summer next year. Every time you see him, he's wearing black pants. No shorts, black pants. You know, there's black shorts, black shorts, shorts or black long pants. Well, you know, but he'll never what, wear what, anything but black. What's strange to me is um, he, you called before we That's had the why program. Tiger Woods only, only wears black. Because he goes And a red shirt every Sunday, right? He yep. wears black pants, right? Phil, yep. same thing. 
they hey, have listen, the same problem. You, did you wake up with an upset stomach? Because <laughs> when I walked in, you said you're upset. Maybe and then, so bit. why would you why would you bring into the stable? Mexican food. I wasn't thinking about it. I was grinding on some prep for the show. See, Gary has no clue. He has no problem because he wears white pants all the time. Yes. Yeah. He must have. If he does what you did on the golf course, how embarrassing would that be for him? Pretty bad. Yeah. Excuse me, white pants. But if you he recall, black pants like Tiger and Phil do all probably every round. <laughs> but if you but recall, you know, a couple of years ago we were going to play Lock Lloyd, and I was in the uh, men's locker room and had my white shorts on and. Gary, it was me, you, Gary, and Mike Illig, and I just absolutely went, let one rip. Yeah. And uh, little did you, you know, went and another started, pair of, started you went and bought a it. pair of brown shorts in the pro shop. <laughs> yeah. I bought some nice Slashinger shorts off the sale rack. <laughs> I have a friend of mine, Stevie O'Bradovich, does that all the time. Shit's he does, yeah, he does it all the time. Yeah. See, when you, why, would you, a, why would you prep for a third segment? Because you never know what's going to happen in segment you know, one or two. Well, I just wonder if Sarah would have married you if she knew that you had the anus of a, a 67-year-old man. <laughs> Eight. 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 <laughs> Give me some credit, will you? Amazing. All right. Well, let's focus on our guest because we're freaking yeah. him out right now. <laughs> right? And by the way, um, Colt Nost would not uh, get deep into conversation like this on his very professional golf program. No, right? no, no chance. Nah, nah, too many listeners. Too many listeners. <laughs> All right, Chase Hannah. All right, so uh, before the break, you know, we, we talked about your journey to the top, you know, the fighting street fighter. You know, you're working hard. You're playing three weeks in a row. You're dominating. But there's Three, this- that's for soft kids. Right. Yeah. Seven. Oh, yeah. That's, that's seven. He went seven off one, seven off one, seven. How's that? You were listening. Yeah. Very good. So um, you have a very personal side. We, we talked a little bit about Hannah. Um, she travels with you to Europe, and you'd mentioned um, she's not only part of the team, she's really part of the team. Tell us more. Yeah, big part. So she caddied uh, five events this year, and we made four cuts. She she'd caddied before, so her first two weeks were in Cadiz, which was just near Seville. On the coast is beautiful. Two top tens in a row. Wow. With one day in between. So nice. she was caddying eight of nine days. Wow. Killed it. You made her carry that big ass bag. No, no, no. Didn't have to carry it those two weeks. You had a cart? She was riding a golf cart? No, no, no. A uh, <laughs> smaller one. A carry bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sunday bag. Then I started to play on the main tour. So I started carrying the staff bag. And then she came back and caddied two more. Um, With the staff bag? Yes. And she actually liked it better to an extent because it... It was more comfortable. She said it's heavier, but she'd get the clubs in easier. So she's oh. she's big time. Yeah, she's big time. She's trying Marian to type. So right when there. you're she's caddying for you, she, what advice is she giving you? Really, uh, what I always just tell people, what I always tell people is, you really can't act like an asshole when she's caddying for you. If oh. you do, you're just the worst kind of human, right? So you really have to keep your head <laughs> the on. The cameras straight. are on too. Yeah, right. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You know. You get canceled if you were mean to her. Well, yeah, you can't. You certainly can't be mean to her, but you also just can't. You bowl up too much, and sometimes I run a little hot on the course, so it keeps you more mellow. And, uh, yeah, then we made two more cuts, a 15th thrown in there, and then, uh, you know, you played the weekend, but, you know, what happened on the weekend kind of tournament. And then uh, the last cut, or last tournament she caddied for, we missed the cut, or I missed the cut. Certainly not we in this instance, because <laughs> she had to uh, work on Thursday. So not only was she caddying, she was double duty most weeks. Um and by far the hardest working person there on property for the I week. Love she works that. for Ernst and Young, I she believe. Works for Ernst and Young, yeah. Um, in New York, and obviously with um, COVID and everything, she's 
you know, much more flexible with her travel and, um, yeah, kind of well, can, can work from anywhere. Funny you say that because uh, one of the Golf Underground's latest guests, Dylan Wu, Dylan's brother worked at Ernst and Young, and then when Dylan got his big tour card, his got brother, it. his brother said, "I'm at peace and hair grease, Ernst and Young. I'm going to, I'm going on tour with Big Bro." Okay, you hit a 200. Let's say you hit a 320 yard drive, and and it's a par five, and and you get up there and. Your girlfriend Hannah will say, "Will you say how far do I got?" No, or no. she'll you'll get there and she'll tell you. Does she look at the book at all? No. So I, w- I would do the books that week. I would I would do my numbers, do everything, and um, I did get a one a wrong number once in Birmingham, but totally my fault. And then she doesn't help you read greens. Nope, really doesn't do. I mean, maybe I've called her in for like one read, but if right. if I have to call her in, then we got we got serious problems because <laughs> she's not so, a golfer herself. So you knock the ball in the green, you pick it up, you throw it to her. She cleans. Yeah, she your cleans. Ball. She does everything. She loves like she's on it with that stuff. You know, raking bunkers, uh, replacing divots, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But in terms of you know questions I have with, I'll, I will every once in a while ask her. You know what she thinks of wind, wind's doing. Because a lot of the time her hair's blowing, so you don't even have to throw grass up. You just look at her hair. Right. So I speaking of caddies, it's ironic this all happened because I was sitting on the couch last night, having a nice little tequila sipper, had a nice little turtle dinner, some tacos, and I asked obviously her, I turned, I was flipping the channels, and I had on women's golf. And there was there was a ruling, there was a drop, and this gal kept dropping it, and it was rolling into the uh, little grate there. I said, "Turtle, would you rather caddy for a month on the LPGA tour, or teach over and over and over your least three favorite students here at the stable?" Guess what she said? Caddy teach. on the women's tour. Caddy on the women's tour, so I can work on my, I can be in the sun and work on my tan. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest. Pretty good answer. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, she's very transparent. So you know, that's definitely Hannah's case. She likes being outside. And so, did you notice on the weeks the that she was caddying for you that the groups, the people in the galleries were that were following you increased? Probably a lot by more 100%. people followed you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah they, they, they didn't even know bigger. your name. They were following her. You yeah. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did she wear when she caddied? She wore shorts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know, George. You'll have to come out and see for yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah. But you know I'm what? I'm going to go home and pull up, do your bio. Maybe we'll have a picture of her. George, George, is she good looking? Yeah, she is. <laughs> huh? Very. How yes. tall is she? Uh, well, we were just talking about that today. She wants to be 5'6", so we'll call her 5'5". Five five. Okay. I like it. But do you see how he glows when he talks about it? He does. he got a smile Did you on his face. Wait, he like, reminds it, me of Frenchie's smile. He's got Frenchie's he smile does. when we yeah. talk about but Hannah. But it was really, when he talked about her hair blows, and I don't even need to throw the grass into yeah. the... You really lit up right there. Yeah. You know what, Turtle? Why doesn't Wardo give you a little bit more of the Chase Hannah-ness? Yeah, why don't you get why on the loop? You, you gotta get a little you get on the loop, then George will be out of a job. Maybe George would have won, or uh, Kevin would have won Section Player of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say want sex and be player of the year? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. You were not player of the year this year? I Did was, you come in second? I was in second. Stella was. Oh. Stella was player of the year. Yes, she was. <laughs> All right. Well, that 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 is, has got to be really cool. So are you going to continue having her caddy now that, you know, you're, you're a little step up now? Are you uh, going to need somebody to help be a second opinion on those putts? And, and if that day comes, let's role play the conversation, shall we? Yeah, I mean, never say never. As of right now, I've got a guy who I really like from New Zealand, so I guess for some reason I'm attracted to these New Zealand guys. Yes, sir. Um, who isn't? 
Charlie Graham Peacock. No, certainly not Charlie or Harry. Got to have somebody more competent than those two. Yeah. And so um, yeah, more reliable too. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the you're at the range hitting balls and you're going, "Where the hell's my caddy?" Yeah. You're on the first tee with your bag and you go, "Where's my caddy?" <laughs> He's in the 19th hole still. Yeah. <laughs> um so you know, never say never, but it's hard to he's been really good uh to me and he's obviously helped me a lot, so it's hard to let him go for a week of work to have her caddy, but um yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep going with Graham for obviously the kind of the foreseeable future, but hopefully she can um sub in here and now when when Graham needs a week off. That's Okay, awesome. so what do you what do you guys pay your caddies over there? Um, do they get a percentage of the winnings or yeah. and, a, and a flat fee? Yes. So you I mean, I'm sure it it there's a lot of different range of of payments um being done over there, but as a as a general rule on the corn ferry or the challenger, you know, kind of the level we're at on the European tour, it's it's about a thousand a thousand US and seven percent, ten percent for a win. Um and obviously, you know, kind of from there it, it can kind of change. Uh um, he's gonna but fly just like over. The, just like the players are free agent, the caddies are, you know Right. And he's gonna fly over from us from New Zealand to Cape Town. Does he pay his own expenses or do you pay those? Yeah, he lives in Thailand now, um, so he covers his expenses. It's amazing. Uh, wow. It's amazing how few expenses the caddies can have. Yeah, well, they'll get eight in a room, won't they? Yeah, not that much, but they'll, you know. <laughs> they get super snuggly. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I like staying as close as I can to the course. Um, they don't. He doesn't stay as close yeah, as you. They don't They don't care. They, they don't view it as uh, that important as I do. But, no, he's been awesome. Um, they cover their expenses, and um, – yeah, it's certainly not a glamorous life, but um, he's been great, and hopefully, uh, I'm sure he has the same goal as me is to you know get over here on the PGA Tour. Yeah, you know maybe you could steal a famous announcer like Bones is now working for JT. Maybe you can get Wardo as your caddy. That's right. Huh? Let's go. He's famous right. media guy. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. All right. You know what time it is, Wardo? It's time for the famous Sheridan's Unforked Eating Good and Feeling Good Rapid Fire. Are you ready to enter the Emergency Six? Brought to you by Wardo. Ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The favorite golf course in the world. Go. Jeez. Uh, it's know, it's really, called rapid fire, Chase. Well, I don't even have a good answer. Question two. If Southern you, Hills. Southern Hills. If you pooped your pants and you were six under on the 12th hole, would you go wipe or just ride it out? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it depends. You're on the 12th hole. You're out in the middle of the course. So, I mean, I think you'd have to go find some grass and just, just wipe it. What would yeah. you do, Wardo? Well, I, I'd find a little break, take a little time out like I did, and uh, go wipe a little bit. Kind of like what Woody did on the fourth hole at, at uh, Scottsdale. Remember when he ran into the bathroom? Oh, yeah. yeah. He had like go. we were talking you about earlier, go, you I think go. the answer yeah. to that question depends on the color of your pants. I like that. Hey, good, good call there. All right, the best short game you've ever seen. Who has it? Charlie Hilliards is pretty good. Um, yeah, we'll go with Charlie. If you could change one thing other than being on the PGA Tour right now about your career, it would be what? Oh, I mean, I guess I mean, what it, what 10 more yards. Be? I don't know. I mean, Ten, there you go. Yeah. So let's go get it. What, what, what was the answer? If you could change one thing about your game. Oh. I'll take 10 more yards. How far do you hit it now? You know, I mean, 320. Three. <laughs> I I would I would like it if I can hit it consistently three hundred in the air. So, get a little roll. Okay. 
what is your main focus going to be after these next three weeks of what you're going to do with your game? Tell the listeners. Yeah, after these three weeks, it'll be important to you know really build up my body for a long season upcoming in 22. Um, you know, work out at least twice a day mainly and just try to kind of bulk up, put on a little weight. And, um, yeah, pick up some speed. I just think when you play as much golf as I have this year, especially you're going to lose some speed, lose some strength. So try to build up for, you know, another long stretch like I had this year and not lose not lose your strength. Okay, Thursday after Final the question. Round. Hey, okay. Final question. Thursday after your round, Thursday in, in Cape Town, right? That's Joburg, where you're Johannesburg. Johannesburg. Thursday after the round, what are you going to have for dinner? What would you normally eat? Uh, normally, eat usually kind of what's the country's known for. Usually, I mean, if it's if you're in Italy, you stick to Italian food. Okay, but in South Africa, you definitely have some sort of piece of meat, probably some steak. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Friday after the round, will you have meat every night, or will you have chicken yeah, I think one in night? South, I think in South Africa, you you got to go with meat. Yeah. You eat healthy. Yeah, I try to salads, I mean, vegetables. Yeah, I try to eat vegetables, vegetables, meat. You know, favorite vegetable, broccoli. Broccoli. That was quick. Will, that, was will, will, that was rapid. Will you have a beer after after a round? Go in the clubhouse and have no, a beer. No, Sunday. Sunday I might, but not Sunday. Not so you week. shut it off during the tournament week. Yeah, I shut it off. Yep. Okay. Will you have a glass of wine? Nothing. No. What no. do you What do you drink with dinner? Water. Water. Maybe. Milk? Maybe a coke. But <laughs> milk. <laughs> Mother's milk. No, definitely not milk. <laughs> no. Milk and I makes you work. shit your yeah, pants. Milk and I yeah. don't work together. We, I really? Have milk this morning. God, I have a glass of milk every morning. Well. I love milk. <laughs> You're kind of the generation, though, who grew up drinking it right. big time. Hey, George, yeah. you think... You I, I'm the generation where the milk, milkman would drop it off at your front step every yeah. morning. How's yeah. that? Would well, you drink it before games when you're playing? No. But the morning of? Oh, yeah. Every morning I have a glass yeah, yeah. of milk. Yeah. Piece of toast and a, and a glass of milk. You yes. know, maybe you could become the um, sponsor of the... Or the spokesperson of the Dairy Farmers of America. Kind of like would how I cannot be in my kitchen in the morning... Leanne's got the TV on while she's doing her little computer stuff. I see your face at the kitchen table yep. doing right, Blue Cross right. Blue Shield every mm -hmm. morning. I send Blue Cross the text. and Blue Shield. Blue Cross and Blue Shield. I said about three takes it took. I kept saying Blue Cross, Blue Shield. They said, no, it's Blue Cross and Blue Shield. I, said, I thought okay. it was. I thought so you were the one take wonder. Blue Cross, Blue Shield. No, it's and. I said, okay, I'll get it this time. You did great. I go Blue Cross, Blue Shield. They go, no, it's and. So then I go Blue Cross and Blue Shield. You did. They go, bingo, you got yeah, it. You did. Now just don't put that much emphasis on and. <laughs> Hey, so you're the ten take one. What was the name the of the, uh, the the guy who lived in the house? I want to see how engaged you were. Who, who was on set with you? Not not his real name. What was his character name? I don't recall. His name was Brian. Brian. <laughs> his name was Brian. Same and you know what? And you even said thank you, Brian. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, you, you get so into the zone when you're acting. It's mm -hmm. really yeah. awesome. It's, you know. <laughs> really awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, listen, Chase. Um, best Good of luck. Show. We're going to follow your journey. We do have one. Last question, and we, we asked this question of, um, well, maybe it was a demand of Harry Higgs. <laughs> we said, when you win your first tournament, um, what would you allow us physically to do to your body? I don't even know where, what that means. That's how most people react. <laughs> Does that mean, like, can he beat me? Anything <laughs> that, you know... Whatever you would like the three of us to do. You want to know what Harry, oh, Harry said three. shave his back or we something, We get right? to do something to oh, your body. that's right, because, yeah, Harry's shaved the back deal. Right. I don't know. I'm way more better looking than Harry, so I feel like nothing. Well, there it is. <laughs> no, well, let's get this How guy on tour. Wardo gets to strip down only in his white underwear, 
wait, and wait. ride you like a horse after he eats tacos. <laughs> <laughs> tacos. I like it. I have a feeling, you know, if I get a PGA Tour win, we'll have to upgrade this vault with some. That'll boy. With some, I like it. With some merch. There, there you go. Ooh, Let's yeah. get some Chase Hanna staff bags. How about that? Yeah, there we I, go. I love it. All right. Hey, listen, I hope you had a great time with Chase Hanna. Follow him. You will be able to check him out on the Europe, European Tour. Um, all, most of these tournaments now, you 2 a.m., baby. I'm, I'm yeah. all and, 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 yes. and if you have a business and you want morning. some advertising, it's not going to cost you that much money. No. He's on the European Tour. You get right in at the baby steps of his career, and you start a great, a great relationship team. with him. And then when he's playing in the Masters, your logo will be there for half of what it would be if you tried to get him when he's in the Masters. Yeah, George, right. George start like a long-term relationship right now with this young man. Yeah. Again, and especially, I'm not kidding you, he's the type of guy, if you have a daughter, you would want your daughter to marry. <laughs> so, Amen. 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 He's a yeah. wonderful man. I've known him for a long time because he went to school with my kids. And he always asks about him, which I think is really nice. Bingo. God, this is unbelievable. This is amazing. Lancers, George. Go Lancers. Go Once Lancers. a Lancer, it's always a Lancer. Like, hey, it's kind of like the Royals and Salvi. Get in. Yeah, Salvi gets it right. cheap. They get, they get them. They get them. They overpay a little bit at the beginning, and at the end of his career, that's a pretty good deal. Same thing deal. here with this young man. All right. Well, listen. Hey, you make sure you have a great time with your friends I and family. We have Thanksgiving come out, and we're great. Hey, hey, listen, I'm in the middle of the big crescendo right here. Not yet. Not yet. Come on, jump on this guy. Let's, <laughs> Let's get him going. All right. Hey, it's we'll see you next week on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Not going to cost you that much to fly him from the states to Europe. Not going to be that much. G5. Don't worry about it. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust I'm 